Welcome back to another episode of The Basement Binge as we continue our way through Spider-Man week. We're at the last part of it, the last set of Spider-Man films. I want to say last trilogy, but Amazing Spider-Man films is only a duology. So here we are in the MCU, Spider-Man Homecoming. Let's get into it. I'm really excited to talk about it with our first segment here, Two Cents. Two Cents is completely spoiler-free, kind of give my knee-jerk reaction to the film, and then we'll move on to the spoilers after that. So to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming, I need to tell you that it has been my favorite Spider-Man film for a while. Spider-Man week might change this. We'll get to that a little bit and live up. But I love Tom Holland and his innocence in which he plays Peter with. I love that Sony finally learned that we don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. The cinematography has some really excellent moments. The music by Michael Giacchino is phenomenal. The action is really well made, taking all of the the wonderful things that I loved about the amazing Spider-Man films and applying them here. There's great swinging and spideriness. There's wonderful practical and digital effects. It just looks good. And while all of those things are great, they don't make up a Spider-Man film and they don't make it last. What makes it last is its story. Peter Parker is just a kid and there's a heavy load of responsibility on him, as we know from just the ethos of Spider-Man. And I love how they do something new with it here. Peter is being recognized for his efforts and that allows him to feel validated in that responsibility. Like most teenagers, he is struggling to validate himself in his efforts and is looking for outside sources, be that YouTube videos or Iron Man. The entire film is Peter learning to believe in himself as Spider-Man, but to believe that he can do it, that he can live up to that responsibility, but also recognizing the ways that he is already is and believing that he is succeeding to understand what it means to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So it's just a great story. And like I said, the action is great to go along with it. And I also love Michael Keaton plays Adrian Toomes, the vulture, fantastically. He's a, he's a wonderful villain, probably one of the best in the MCU. And it's also just Peter trying to get through high school. There's a very real struggle of trying to do the right thing, not just the cool thing, and understanding your own potential like so many of us do at that point in our life when we're young. The film isn't flawless. It's definitely not the perfection that I remembered it, but it still is just as fun and just as touching and just as rewarding as it was before. So to get into any more, we would have to get into spoilers. So let's do that. But first, before we get into the other segments, some brief announcements here. Like I mentioned on the past episodes, if you're interested in winning a digital copy of this very film, Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm giving it away. I was going to end the giveaway at the end of Spider-Man week, which was going to be January 1st or 2nd. That's not a lot of time. So I'm going to extend it by a week. And on January 8th, I'll pick somebody uh, to win this digital copy and I'll send it to you. It'll be yours. You'll own the movie digitally. How do you enter this? Well, it's very simple. You can leave a review on the show. There's a few ways you can do it. Of course, through Apple, if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Spotify just added a feature where you can leave a review on Spotify. Also on podchaser.com. Podchaser.com is fantastic. I personally use Podchaser all the time. It's kind of like the IMDb of podcasting. And it's also really helpful because not only can you leave a review on the show as a whole, but also on individual episodes. So if you've left a review before, you can leave a review again. And each episode that you review is an entry into the giveaway. All of those things will be linked in the show notes. Additionally, you can just go to podchaser.com slash the basement binge. It's completely free. It's really great. I use it all the time. Recommend checking out Podchaser. If you do leave a review, I will see it through Podchaser immediately. Most of the time I can see it through Apple and Spotify. I'm still willy-nilly. So if you leave a review on Apple or Spotify, just take a screenshot of it, send it to me on Instagram or email or whatever. All the ways to contact me is listed below as well. 
Additionally, if you're not in the Spider-Man digital copy, I got a bunch of screen passes I'm happy to share for a bunch of films. So if you're interested in any of those, I'd be happy to share with you. I get three every single month that uh, are meant to be shared. Uh, they don't do anything for me except for to share. So reach out to me if you're interested in that. Let's move on to the next segment here. Get into the spoilers right after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now that that's over, let's get into this next segment here, Live Up, which is where I talk about my expectations for the film and is it, if it was able to live up to them. And I think that this is the segment I'm really excited about for this particular episode because my expectations and my love for Spider-Man Homecoming has been high for a really, really long time. And I was excited to come and revisit it and understand uh, and, and to be more aware of its imperfections. Not that I wanted it to fail, but uh, I was just ready to look at it with more critical eyes. So I mentioned earlier, this, this film really, really impacted me. There's a scene that is my favorite scene, so I'm going to save it for that segment. But that moment alone made the entire movie perfect in my eyes. It, was, it, it, it really just impacted me. It was also just the first good Spider-Man film I felt like we had gotten in a while. So it made it easy to go easy on the film and just love it completely and just say, oh yeah, it's great, so it's five stars or whatever. So this time around, I was looking to see if it was still... I knew it wasn't perfect, but to still see if those moments had the strength to overpower any other imperfections the way I remembered it. I was still expecting it to be great, but to be more aware of those imperfections. Again, just just prepare to see it more critically. And it's actually exactly what happened. All the things that I loved about it, Tom Holland's Innocent Peter, Michael Keaton playing this slow, evil progression of Vulture, particularly that scene where he figures out that Peter is Spider-Man. That's just gripping. Or the scene when he vaporizes the first shocker and then says, I thought you said this was the anti-gravity gun. And we see that he isn't a killer, but desperation is making him one. He really is a fantastic villain. Michael Keaton plays him phenomenally. The fun humor of Peter's inquisitiveness and relentless ability to get way in over his head but never turn back anyway is great to watch. It's entertaining. It's fun. Peter and Ned are a really fun character. Zendaya, the way she plays MJ, is this odd character that makes me laugh. Everything she says is funny to me. As far as superhero films goes, this is good entertainment. This is what I could want from them. It's still just as emotionally rewarding in Peter's arc and his personal development as it was for me that first time, but I am aware of the flaws that it has. And and to me, what those are is the more repetitive nature of the film. Maybe it's because I'm really familiar with it, but it seems to drag a little bit in the middle where it's doing the same stuff for Peter. He keeps making the mistakes, but in different ways. Not making the same mistakes, but kind of learning the same lessons over and over again. It could be something with just this particular time I'm watching it, but it doesn't feel as fresh as it was before. It's a little bit more worn. Like all things that are your favorites, they're not your favorites forever. And I think that that's mainly what's happening here is that I'm, I'm not necessarily 
viewing it harsher or loving it any less. I'm just recognizing, hey, it's not my favorite anymore, but I still love it. And I think that that's the best way to put it, especially because the adults, Happy and Iron Man really annoy me in the way that they ignore Peter. So it's pretty much just exactly what I expected the film to be, except for they did ignore me more than I anticipated. So yeah, did it live up? Yeah, pretty much to exactly what it was. It's still great and I still love it. And it's still really emotionally rewarding in the way that Peter has to learn to be responsible in a different way. Like, like clearly responsibility and power and living up to that and carrying that weight around you and having it randomly thrust upon you in your life is just embedded into the ethos and character of Spider-Man. We're not going to get around that. But there's different ways that individuals deal with responsibility. And I feel like this is a really relatable and personal take on that. And I like the film for that reason. Additionally, Michael Keaton, I can't say enough about him. He it's a really unique villain that we get here where he's not just like evil for evil sakes. And, you know, he's just a, he's just a black market arms dealer. Like, I mean, that's not great, but that's not the most evil thing we've seen villains do. And I feel like it's kind of taking it back to those basics that work really well for a villain. And, and he's not outright evil. He's not looking to kill a kid, but desperation pushes him there. And it makes him very scary. Not because he's someone that's, you know, going to send a bomb to blow up the whole world, but because I can sense that desperation and how he's willing to do anything in that desperation. And that's what makes him threatening. Great villain. Okay, let's get on to the last segment here. Least and likes. This is where I talk about my least favorite scene and my favorite scene. So my least favorite scene, there's not one particular scene that I can really mention, but just the general consistent thing of Happy and Iron Man ignoring Peter is very annoying to me, particularly with Happy. And I know that it's part of the story and part of the responsibility that Peter has to learn with, but it just like he's a kid. An adult should be aware that he's just a kid and he's weighing over his head and they should be more responsible themselves. So that just bothers me this time around. So what's my favorite scene, right? What am I, what have I been saving? You probably guessed it, but my favorite scene without a doubt is when Peter is trapped under the rubble in his homemade suit and he's telling himself, come on, Spider-Man. It's a, it's a really, really wonderful scene because this entire thing, the reason that he's there is because he's trying to do the right thing and no one is helping him. And he feels a responsibility to do it. He's not just going to stand by and rely on someone else. He goes to do it and it's really difficult and he makes a lot of sacrifices to be there. And he has a lot of hard trials trying to do the right thing and continually messing up. You know, that's a really relatable thing when we're trying to be responsible is that we, we just can't do it right. And at this point, it ends up in him being covered in the rubble from a building. It, it's done wonderfully because his, his first reaction is to call out for others to help him, right? I'm, I'm trapped. I can't move. Help right? He, he's still a kid. He's still having to rely on other individuals. But his journey through the entire film is to believe in himself, to believe that he can do it alone. And not that we have to be alone, but, but in some responsibilities we do, to believe that he is Spider-Man, to believe in Spider-Man and what Spider-Man can do. The music motif that plays is fantastic. And it's just a very, very rewarding scene to see Peter trust in himself and to trust in Spider-Man and what that means and have the confidence to do it. It's a great scene. Very well performed by Tom. I love it. Just to talk about it a little bit more, Spider-Man is trying to be Spider-Man. He's trying to be responsible. And for the most part, despite making mistakes, genuinely trying to do his best, he's doing a good job choosing to be responsible Sometimes we make mistakes, but at least his effort is in the right direction. 
sometimes he does a little bit too much, but he's trying. This Peter is struggling to believe that what he's doing is right. Maybe because he doesn't always succeed or, or the way that he hopes to or, or the opportunities to be responsible aren't there the way he wants or isn't what he expected, he's struggling to believe that he's doing it right. Clearly, there is a weight on him that he carries from what he learned from his Uncle Ben. Even though it's not said, you can tell it's there. It's, I mean, it's also just part of Spider-Man. We get that. He's struggling to believe that he's being Spider-Man properly. He has high expectations for himself and he's trying to, to, to fulfill them. And so he has this sense of needing validation like so many of us do that our good works are correct. That's a really personal and relatable idea and emotion to me. So he, he believes that he's sufficient or that he's doing enough because of Iron Man or because of Stark internship, right? When he, he loses it, when he loses his suit and he's talking to me, he says, I lost a Stark internship. I thought if I worked really hard, he would, you know, but I screwed up. Clearly, he believes that if Tony believes in him or if Tony approves, then he's Spider-Man. And now he's not. And so he has to come to the conclusion that he is Spider-Man with or without that suit. Um, and there's strength and potential in him. And, and to validate that for himself. Yes, validation from other people is important. But in our responsibilities, in our efforts to fulfill them, it's a very internal sense of validation that we have to have. Just a, a really, really rewarding scene for something that I, I personally uh, really relate to. Great scene. And that's pretty much the reason that I love Spider-Man Homecoming is because that entire idea of responsibility has an, a, a little bit of a shakeup to it. And it's done really maturely and really sincerely. And I like the film for it. And I love the way that Tom Holland plays Peter in trying to deal with that in his youth. So that's going to wrap up my thoughts about Spider-Man Homecoming. These episodes are so quick. I'm so used to saying more, but it's fun to get through these quickly and, and to be able to have the time to talk about all these films. So to enter the giveaway for a digital copy of this movie, be sure to leave those reviews. Everything you need is linked in the show notes. Additionally, if you're just listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review there really immediately. If you're listening on Spotify, you can do it there. If you're not listening on one of those sources, it's as simple as going to podchaser, P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R.com slash the basement binge that simple leave a review on this individual episode or any other episode or the, uh, the podcast as a whole it it helps out a lot more than i can ever explain to you and it's a very very simple and completely free way to help out the show additionally it allows me to give back to you either through a screen pass or in this case a digital copy of spider-man homecoming additionally subscribe if you aren't already because we're gonna of course get into the other mcu films eventually in a no way home and a ton of exciting things happening in the new year so thank you again for listening. This is The Basin Binge. Once again, this is Spider-Man Week. My name is Harrison, and that's all for now. Ciao, ciao. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.